Podcasting from Hartford, you're listening to the Connecticut Scoreboard Podcast, your place for all things Connecticut sports. And here is your host, Jared Cutler. On today's episode, I talk with Joe Mena, a Connecticut resident. Joe is on season 35 of Survivor. We talk about the process of preparing for the show, what it was like being on the island, what his first meal was as soon as he got eliminated, and more. So I guess, Joe, let, let's get started from the beginning and, and get a little more on your backstory and, and how you actually got to be on Survivor. Did you go to one of the open calls here in Connecticut? I know they've got those uh, every so often here. How did you get on the show? Um, no, actually, uh, I just applied. You know, I sent a, a audition video and uh, I got uh, called back like maybe like a couple months after. Um, so my chief, actually my, my direct supervisor had, uh, informed me of the show and said, Hey Joe, you'll, you'll do fairly well on the show. You should apply. And I, I didn't, at that, t- at that time, I didn't even watch Survivor. Um, so I started watching it. I fell in love with it. And then, uh, after like four years, I decided to apply. It was a one shot deal and, uh, they called me and then from there, um, uh, I got on. Yeah. That's awesome. So, so when you find out that, that you're going to be on the show, do you do anything to start prepping uh, to be on the show? Uh, what, what's that process like for you? Oh, man. So uh, I'm usually like a health freak, but um, I decided to uh, gain some weight. So I went off and I gained about 20 pounds. I ate a lot of pizza, a lot of uh, donuts and um, uh, avocados. So that was kind of like the only prepping I really did was um, just get fat, you know, Um as far as like working out and everything else, I mean, I, I, I always work out, so I didn't really, you know, I didn't change my workout routine. I just kind of just changed my eating habits. And, uh, you know, I worked on some puzzles. Uh, I binged on some, you know, some Survivor. Uh, but overall, it was uh, pretty much just, just eating, just gaining the weight. So I gained about 20, 23, 22 pounds before I left. Yeah. And when you came back, was that all gone? <laughs> Oh, yeah, for sure. I lost, uh, I think they say I lost like 20 pounds out there, 19 or 20 pounds um, during the 30 days I was out there. There you go. So at least, at least that canceled out. So as you're, as you're getting ready to go, you, you said you started watching a bunch of older episodes. Did you start to come up with a strategy in your head for how you wanted to play the game before you got there? Or did you wait to start meeting everyone and then started to come up with how you wanted to play? Um, yeah, I mean, everyone has a strategy before they get out there, but you know, I think my thing was, uh, let me not have, my strategy was not having a strategy. So I just wanted to kind of to adapt to whatever was going on. But my main thing was I wanted to, to kind of control the pace of the game. So if the, if the, if the pace of the game was, you know, a little bit slower, I wanted to speed it up. And if it was, you know, too fast, I wanted to slow it down. So it was definitely, you know, I went in kind of wanting to create some type of chaos um and having control and pretty much having people react to my action that was kind of like my strategy um but um and obviously you know having a strong social game and and building relationships but once you're out there things change completely yeah yeah so so now let's get to you're out there what what's it like when you when you meet these people for the first time uh you start sizing people up, seeing, seeing who, who your competition is. What's, what's it like when, when, when you're meeting these people for the first time? Oh, man, Ponderosa is crazy. So, I mean, before the game, I mean, you're out there for about a good 11, 12 days, um, just getting adjusted to, 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 you know, wherever location it is. 
lately and, and my, my season was Fiji. So you just kind of getting accustomed to just like the climate and, you know, you're spending time with all the contestants, but you're not able to communicate at all. But, you know, there's different ways to communicate. I mean, we, you know, you smile, you say hi, you wave, things like that. But just verbal communication was, was not permitted. So, I mean, yeah, you size them up. You kind of see, you know, what they're doing, their habits, um, their eating habits, you know, maybe if they're doing crossword puzzles. I mean, um, so you size them up. But, um, you know, you, you you think you know them like a week or two, you know, uh, with them without communicating. And then you finally you're able to communicate and then it, it, it's completely different. You know, you, the assumptions that you had of them are, are not accurate at all. So, um, I mean, I guess they do that for a reason, but, um, yeah, I mean, you know, pregame, you kind of size everybody up, kind of see who you would work with, who you wouldn't work with, who you may like, who you may not like. Um, but that's kind of like the whole pregame. Yeah. So, so let's, uh, let's get to your first, uh, first night at camp. Well, what's that experience like for you? Uh, you realize, you know, you're finally playing the game. You're here. What's that whole experience like? And what's running through your head that first night there? Ah, man, it, it's a real, I mean, the first, the first day, I mean, I was just excited to be out there. You know, um, I, I'm a type of person, like, uh, I'm high energy. And then just knowing that I'm on, you know, playing the game survivor, um, they're just excited. Um, I wasn't nervous at all. I was just kind of anxious. I just wanted to play, you know, that was my thing. Um, I just wanted to go out there and play like, the first day, like, I was out there like a madman looking for the idol. Um, I, I played aggressive from the very beginning. So um, I, was, I, was, I was okay uh, the first day. I don't think I was even nervous. Um, it just takes a little bit to get just adjusted to the cameras. I mean, you have cameras on you 24-7. So everywhere you go, there's a camera. Um, so you have to kind of get adjusted to that. Um, but, um, yeah, the first day, you just kind of like, you know, uh, just you're taking it all in and it's a lot to take in. Um, but you're just excited to be out there. Um, you know, and for me, I was just excited and anxious. Like I just wanted to want, I just wanted to play from the very beginning. And I think that's like the most difficult part is, you know, you just can't play right away. You know, you got to hold back. You got to wait for the opportunity. Um, but, um, yeah, you know, and then you got to build a shelter and kind of, discover everyone's weaknesses and strengths because at the end of the day you're a tribe and you have to work together um but uh yeah the first day is just, it's chaotic i mean you're trying to figure out who you're going to work with you know alliances are created on day one um you know names are thrown out this first day so it's kind of crazy yeah so you, you get to camp and you, you talk about one of the the hardest parts being getting adjusted to the cameras around you what what was that really like because to the person watching at home, you know, when you take out the commercials, they're getting about 45 minutes or an hour worth of show. But if they're with you 24-7, there's a lot that doesn't end up on the air. What's it like having those cameras in your face, really, at all times? Uh, you know, after after day two, believe it or not, they're, like, obsolete. You're not even thinking of them. You know, you're not even thinking about them. You're kind of doing your own thing. Um, but, yeah, like you mentioned, I mean, uh, an episode is about 40 minutes, and it covers about three days. So you're getting about, you know, 10 minutes a day, you know, um, and there's obviously 24 hours in a day. So you're getting seconds. You're just getting a quick glimpse of, of what's going on. Um, so there's so much that goes on. Um, but, uh, yeah, you, you get adjusted to it. I mean, after day, I think day, day two, um, I, you didn't even notice the cameraman. I mean, they were just like part of just part of the experience. You know, you, you see the same cameraman every, every day. 
you know, you can't really communicate with them, but you, you know, there's ways to communicate, like I mentioned. So you build a relationship with them. Um, I mean, they know you're in and you're in and out. So, I mean, they see you when you're sleeping, when you're when you're awake, when you're mad, when you're happy, you know, when you're out looking for stuff, when you're eating. I mean, they see they see ups and downs. So, um, yeah, by day two, it, you're not even concerned about them. So, so once you get in there and start going through these rewards and immunity challenges, talk about that for a minute. What what was that like in the physicality? Uh, you know, that's associated with a lot of these challenges. Because I sit home and watch, and I'm like, I don't know how these guys are doing this. How much effort and, and energy did it take to get through a lot of these challenges? It's pure adrenaline. I mean, that's all you have. I mean, there there were days that we would go maybe off, we would have, we would consume about maybe 250, 350 calories. That's all we had. Um, and then we would have to go out there and do some intense challenge you know, that includes, you know, climbing and swimming. So, I mean, you're just, it's all adrenaline. That's, that's all you have out there. Um, and that motivation to win to obviously, you know, usually uh, the rewards like, um, like some type of food, right? So that's, that's our motivation is just to, to eat something outside of just the rice and the, um, and the coconuts that, that we can find out there. So, I mean, it, that's what you're excited about, you know, some, so three days, uh, and three days you may have just one challenge. Um, and the other two days you're doing nothing. So you're kind of anticipating and, and awaiting that challenge because it's going to, it's going to just kind of break up your, your daily routine, which usually yeah. consists of doing nothing. You know what I'm saying? So anything to break up that, that daily routine you're excited about, um, and knowing that potentially it could be like a food reward. Um, you know, you're not, you're just out there. Just, your fuel is adrenaline. That's all it is. I mean, it's not like we we're consuming thousands of calories and we have all this extra energy to burn. Um, the only thing we're burning is pretty much adrenaline. From your time on the show, was there a challenge that sticks out to you as the toughest one uh, that you had to go through? Um, man, now looking back at it, I can't even recall. I mean, there's, um, they're all difficult, but like I mentioned, you're just excited to be there. You don't want to lose. Um, and it's all adrenaline. I can't think of a challenge that was, um, I think, uh, obviously all the challenges that, I mean, the challenges that I lost were difficult. I mean, I think there was, uh, I think once we did our first swap, there was, uh, it was, um, a challenge that we had, a. it was like a hog, it was like a rope and we had to like, uh, throw the, like, a, like a cowboy. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, we had to catch a hitch and it was impossible. I mean, the rope was heavy. Um, we, we just didn't have the strength to throw it out there. Um, I think Alan was like the only one that was able to kind of get it going. And here's a guy that's a professional athlete, you know, yeah. an NFL defensive back that played in the NFL for over a decade. And he had, uh, some difficulties. So, uh, a guy like myself, you, know, you will see players uh, drafted from time to time. I think that was the most the opportunity to be drafted. Um, uh, you know, what, what, what does that say you think about the, 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 up, uh, the level of competition in FCS and, and well. being able to show off at, of at that level? Um, and then the individual, you know, in the, uh, the individual immunity challenges, those are difficult. Anything that comes with the puzzle, that's that's difficult. I mean, like I mentioned, you're, you're out there and you only consume a couple hundred calories and uh, you got to sit there and try to, uh, you know, figure out a puzzle, forget about it. Yeah, so part of your game was going to going to look for those idols. What what is that like? Is it as hard as it, as you would think it is? Uh, you know what what's it like? Uh, you know while you're out there trying to go find them. 
Um, I mean, I don't want to sound cocky, but it, I mean, what it comes down to is, is are you willing to spend the time? That's what it comes down to. I mean, are you willing to put in the effort and the time? And uh, I was definitely willing to put the effort and the time. And um, I don't know. I mean, sometimes I watch Survivor and I'm like, I'm just a horrible player because, I mean, these guys are out there searching for an idol for like days and hours and no one's concerned. Like in my season, you couldn't leave camp for like, with like in two minutes. I mean, everyone's like, Oh, what's going on? Someone's looking for an idol. So, I mean, it's my fault. I kind of caused that, 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 that paranoia, but um, it, it really, it wasn't that difficult. I mean, the first, I found the clue, I believe day two, uh, I found the idol um, day three, obviously I was an idiot. I couldn't, you know, decipher the, the map, but, um, you know, I was too concerned about, you know, the previous season. I'm like, there's no way it's at the well, because last season Ty found three idols at the at well. They're not going to do it back-to-back seasons. So it kind of hurts to be a fan as well. But, um, yeah, as long as you put the time and the energy, um, I, I think it, it's, it's, it's feasible. I mean, it's, it's, not, it's not that difficult, you know, but it comes down to luck as well. Um, but you have to put in, you know, you have to put in the time and the energy to actually, you know, go out there and search for it. Yeah, so the other big aspect of the game is building those relationships. What were the relationships like that, that you built with uh, your other uh, contestants on this show? Uh, do you stay in touch with people now still? How, how has that been for you? Um, yeah, I pretty much have um, – I communicate with um, with a few of um, of the players from my season. Um, I mean, I just attended uh, Jessica's uh, wedding. She she was a fellow healer, um, and it was a group of us. I think there was like maybe uh, like six, seven of us that went out there. Um, you know, um, Dr. Mike, I mean, I think we communicate, I mean, daily. Um, I'm going to be seeing him actually this weekend. I'll be spending time with Jessica and, and Desi and, and Mike as well this weekend. So in Florida. So, um, yeah, you know, I speak to Ryan often, you know, you know, I'll text Ben here and there. Um, so yeah, I mean, uh, you know, it's bonds that, you know, it's relationships that, that you create, um, you know, that is relationships. I'm not, I'm not going to be able to create with anybody else. I mean, it's a, it's a lifetime experience. Um, it's a bond that we, you know, we created out in the Island and obviously, you know, continued out in the real world, but, um, it's an experience that, that I, I, I it's impossible to share with anybody else, but the, you know, the 17 individuals that were out there, um, on season 35. So, um, you know, I'm sure I could do a better job, you know, keeping better relationships with them, but you know, we're all busy. Um, but I, I, it's about six, seven of the guys, you know, I'm pretty close to, I still communicate with pretty often. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So the one other aspect of the game that, uh, I'm interested in it is getting to hear from you what that tribal council experience is like from, from what I've read, you guys are there for multiple hours at a time and what ends up being a 10 minute segment. What's, what's it like while you're there? You know, is the pressure really on you at that time? Uh, And you're really just, uh, you know, as anxious as you can be on the show during that uh, stretch. Uh, Honestly, I love tribal. Tribal was like kind of my thing, you know, Um, it was, it was kind of my opportunity that, I kind of forced the entire tribe to listen to me, you know, they didn't really want to hear me out in, out in the camp, you know, so they, I kind of forced them to listen to me at tribal, you know, tribal, um, you know, tri- there's no such thing as like a, a live tribal, um, except I think in the last couple seasons, um, that has changed. Um, tribal is definitely live now, but I think my season, um, those couple tri- live tribals, most of them, 
you kind of have an idea of of who's going to be voted out. Um, you know, you obviously ha- have to, you know, depend on your alliance, but you, you, there's a name out there always, right? You can't just go to tribal and say, oh, let's switch it up last minute. It's just not going to work like that. There's no way, you know, you're going to have six or, or four or five other individuals decide to change their vote. Um, so tribal to me, I always enjoy tribal. Um, it, it's just the energy, the, the atmosphere, um, just being like a fan and just knowing that you're in tribal, uh, you know, the, the surroundings, the environment. Um, it's, 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 uh, it's, 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 it's unique. I mean, there's nothing like it. Um, obviously you want to avoid tribal, but, um, I, I personally enjoyed it. I mean, to me, it was kind of like a, a way to, to, to kind of just let everything out. Um, and, uh, you know, you got to make the the best out of a, a, a crappy situation. You know, someone's going to go home. It could be someone from your alliance or it could be someone, you know, from another, um, from another line. So, uh, you got to make the best out of the worst situation. So for me, my experiences in tribal were, I mean, I enjoyed them besides the, the tribal that I went home, but overall, um, you're nervous, but you kind of know who's going home. Like even when I was voted out, um, I, I mean, I sensed it. I mean, you hear so many, you know, survivor players say, you know, you know, the players don't look at you. They, they don't really communicate. Um, so you kind of know you're going home. There's really no surprises at tribal. Um, I think the last couple of seasons, there's definitely been some surprises just because tribals live, you know, people, you know, getting up and communicating and, and changing their votes. But, um, and that's just the last couple of seasons. I think the first 33 seasons, I mean, you knew who was going home. Yeah. So you, you know, it, it comes to be your time. You get eliminated. What's next? Uh, you know, you remember the jury or are, are you just kind of hanging out with everyone else who's been eliminated already? How, how's that like? Yeah, man. Um, yeah, Ponderosa is great, man. You, you get voted out and um, you just enjoy life. You know, you're able to, um, you, you know, you get massages, you, you know, you go out, you do excursions. So Ponderosa is not bad at all. You know, um, I, I, I was out in the island for 30 days. So I got voted out on day 30 and I was able to hang out at Ponderosa for like nine days, um, which wasn't bad at all. Um, yeah, so you kind of hang out and then you know, every tribal, you have to um, get ready for tribal, uh, which tribal, you know, even being part of the jury is, yeah. is, is you know, is exciting. You're a fan, you're, you know, you got, um, you know, your front stage right there, you know. Um, so, uh, yeah, Ponderosa is great. I mean, I wouldn't want to spend more than nine days in Ponderosa. You know, I don't know how others do it. You know, people that get voted out day six or three, yeah. you know, um, I think that's horrible, but. Um, if you're going to get voted out, I mean, you know, anything after day 30, I mean, it's, it's not too bad. Yeah. So you, you, the show's over, you come back home. What, what's the first thing you eat, eat when you get back? Oh man, as soon as we got back, um, what I'm saying, so in Ponderosa, you're able to kind of consume, you know, eat anything you want. So, I mean, I was eating lobsters, burgers, pizza. I mean, you name it, I was eating it. So I wasn't really too concerned about, you know, I wasn't. I wasn't like, you know, the final three, the final three. I mean, they were dying to eat something, you know? Um, but for me, you know, I was out eating lobsters and and steak, uh, filet mignons for like, you know, for nine days. So, um, but the first thing I actually, uh, ate when we got back, uh, a group of us went to in and out. Uh, we had a a few burgers. I think it was, uh, I don't know who went, me, Mike, uh, Ryan, Ashley, Lauren, um, we all went out and uh, had some in and out as soon as we got back to, to the States. Um, 
But, uh, yeah, I mean, once I got voted out, I think the, I had some lobster, had a lobster tail, some pizza, and a, and a burger. That's what I consumed as soon as I, uh, the second I got voted out. Good choices there. So when you, since you've been back at it, do people come up to you? Do they recognize you a lot from the show? Do you get that out here in Connecticut? Um, yeah, you know, I, somewhat, um, you know, people stare at me and, and, and for me, you know, being, you know, I'm an adult probation officer. So I'm kind of accustomed to kind of people like staring at me, like, Hey, I know that guy, like he's my PO or he was my brother's PO, whatever it is. So for me, it's kind of like, I don't know, to, you know, why they're looking at me. I can't decipher the, oh, they recognize me because of the show. Or they recognize me because, you know, I supervise a family member of them. But, um, yeah, some people come up to me. Um, but the lovely thing, you know, living in, in the East Coast, um, you know, we're not that friendly up here, right? We kind of just stick to our own. Um, but, like, when I was in California or Florida, you know, it's different. You know, when people recognize me, they'll come up to me and say, hey, are you Joe from Survivor? And it's like, hey, what's up? Um, but in the East Coast, not, not, not so much. I mean, they'll just stare at me. Um, and then I'll just kind of wave and, you know, they'll give me my space. So I'm glad that I'm from the East Coast and everyone kind of gives me my own, my own space. Yeah, so I'll get you out of here on a couple of uh, quick ones. Uh, do you watch the show differently now than you did uh, before going on? Um, you, you know what's funny? I'm like a, a reality TV. Like, I love reality TV, right? Um, that's my thing. Um, so I watch everything. You name it, I watch shows that people are like, there's no way this guy watches the show. So if it's reality television, I watch it. And I watch TV to be entertained. So I still do not watch Survivor for, like, strategy. I still don't watch Survivor for, for anything besides entertainment. So I don't view the game differently um, because I think if I do, I, I won't enjoy the show as much because I understand that there's so much that goes on behind the scenes. I mean, it's, it's 40 minutes. So we don't know what's really going on. I mean, we have, as a viewer, we have no idea what's going on. I mean, there's some, you know, there's some individuals my season that got this this edit that's like, whoa, where this come from? Because that that's not what was going on going on out in the island. So we, I don't, I don't know what's going on. So I try to keep it. I try not to look past that. As, as so, when I view Survivor, I view it as a fan. Yeah. And I try not to view it as a player because if I do, um, I think it will just take the fun out of it. You know. Um, so I, I I still kind of view it the same. Um, but I, I, I just know what goes on behind scenes. Like I just know, you know, before every challenge, I just know that those guys are out there in the sun for like an hour or two waiting. I mean, it's just a lot that goes on, um, behind the scenes. So I, somewhat I do, but I try not to, not to look at it as like, Oh, strategy or, you know, this is what's going on. I just try to look at it just entertainment purposes. Um, so I don't view it as, as, you know, differently. I try not to at least. Yeah, and I think everyone uh, you know who watches Survivor uh, loves Jeff. What what was it like being with Jeff on the island? Ah, man, Jeff's amazing. You know, um, I got on the show obviously because of Jeff. Uh, but yeah, Jeff, Jeff is like he, he kind of reminds me like a, of an uncle. You know, what I mean, he's just full of energy. You know, he's positive. Um, you know, I, I literally, I I mean. I have a love-hate relationship with Jeff because I, I love Jeff, but I hate him during challenges because all this guy does is talk nothing but smack all day, every day. 
I mean, no one wants to hear, you know, a guy, you know, talking smack when you're, you know, you're trying to win an individual immunity challenge. Um, so he, I mean, he, you know, he pokes, um, and, uh, it's, it's, it's just frustrating when you're up there and, you know, you're, you're trying to balance and Jeff's like, Oh no, watch it, Joe, Joe. And he's like, yo, Jeff, just shut up. You know what I mean? Just shut up. I don't want to hear it. You know? So, uh, yeah, I mean, he's, he's, you know, what's great about him is that he's still excited about the show after, you know, my season was 35. So after 35 seasons, this guy's still excited. Um, he loves the show. He's passionate about it. Um, and I, and that's obviously why, you know, the show continues to be successful. Yeah. And, uh, we got the finale coming up tomorrow. Any thoughts on, uh, who you like going into it? Uh, no, man, I don't like nobody but Rick right now. You know, I think everyone, you know, um, like I said, I watched, I watched Survivor for, for entertainment purposes and, and no one's entertaining at all. You know, I love Reem and she's out of the game, obviously. Um, I love Rick, you know, everyone complains about him, you know, he's always on the wrong side of the votes and this and that. And what people don't understand, Survivor is not about, you know, being the best strategic player, you know, it's a combination of being, um, you know, strategic and it's, and and the other half is luck and you can't win the game without a combination of both. And I think he's been lucky at times, obviously. And I think he's, you know, he's played, he's played aggressive. He's played, you know, he's, he's hustled. Um, and he's entertaining. So for me, he, he gets my vote, you know, um, as a fan, as a jury, I don't know what's going on. Um, you know, the players out there know what's going on. I mean, Victoria's been on the right side of the vote um, pretty much all season, but it's going to be very hard for her to articulate that during the final, um, if she makes it to the final three, you know. Um, you have to convince the, the jury that you actually made these moves. You know, does she orchestrate these moves or what, what does she do? Um, Gavin the same way. I mean, I think he's played a very similar game to, to Victoria. It's very boring, laid, laid back behind the scenes. So once again, he has to, you know, um, convince the jury. So, I mean, I'm a big fan right now. I think, uh, I think Devin's has it or, um, Lauren, I think Lauren's playing a solid game. Um, so hopefully those, you know, one of those two win, um, and pull it off. Yeah. It should be a, should be a good finale tomorrow. And then last question, uh, I'll get you out of here on, they call you up tomorrow and ask you if you'd want to come back for another season. Would you do it? Um, you know, it's funny, you know, I've, it's, it's all about timing. You know, I have, I have a little three-year-old and, and I, and I have a 11 year old, so it's all about timing. You know, I know how difficult it was for, uh, for my son last time. And, you know, my daughter's older now. When I left last time, she was only 10 months old. I miss her first birthday. So it's different now, you know, she knows who daddy is and, and, and it's, uh, it's all about timing. You know, I have a career back home. Um, I would love to, you know, if they say, you know, I'll try to make it happen. But I think, uh, honestly, it will be like a family decision. The first time you got to say yes, you know, it's a, it's a lifetime experience. Second time is a little bit different. You know, you already experienced it and it's, uh, it's, uh, you know, is it gonna, is it gonna impact your family? Is it gonna impact your career? Um, and, uh, I, I would love to say yes, but it, 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 it'll be like a last minute decision, I think. All right. Awesome. Joe, thanks for uh, joining us. Really appreciate it. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Connecticut Scoreboard Podcast with Jared Cutler. If you like the show and want to know more, check out the podcast on Twitter at CT Scoreboard Pod, the host at Jared Cutler, and find us on Facebook at the Connecticut Scoreboard Podcast. Finally, if you enjoy what you're listening to, rate and review us on iTunes. Thanks again for listening.